Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is September 5th, 2022. Six days to kick off. Six. What? Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's going to be here before we know it. We just got to get through the week. Gosh. And it's already Monday. We're almost through that that day. I know. I wish I could hibernate until Sunday night or Sunday evening, Mm -hmm. noon. (laughs) (laughs) actually that's not true because this is probably gonna be our last podcast until next week after the game because we are in the process of moving we were going to be moving on game day that sucks uh that leads us right into fact checks and follow-ups because i had a follow-up on that i have not missed a live game for the tampa bay buccaneers since 1997 Except one time, and that was Halloween night in 2010 or 2011. I can't remember. We played on Halloween night. I took the kids out trick-or-treating, but I did listen to it on the radio. Uh, And I think last Halloween, we had the New Orleans game, and we watched until halftime. That's right. And then paused it, went out. We were coming back, and I could see the TV uh, in our neighbor's That's window. That's right. You walked by and mm-hmm. I was like, don't I was look. Like, I you the score. <laughs> you <laughs> look. I couldn't help you, you always do that. They have a giant TV, too. You I know I do. Yeah, I'll go on Twitter and stuff. Yes. To, what was I it we did, you, we did the other night where we were watching? Oh, the Top something. 100. The Top 100, mm-hmm. yeah. I was all excited. I was like waiting for it. And you're like, I already, I already saw it on Twitter. It's like, man, why would you do that? I don't know. You know, I also, um, I read the last page of books. When I start it. <laughs> Every time serious? I do. Yeah. <laughs> How am I just finding this out? I don't know. How long have we been married? <laughs> Too long. <laughs> Thanks. Damn. Oh, it'll be eight, nine years next month. We've been together 13? Uh, yes. Okay. Good All time. right. So that's uh, Fact Tech follow-up number one. Follow-up number two. Andrew Adams had three interceptions in one game against Cam Newton. Do you know when that was? Uh, 20, um, 2020. 2018. Was it? I know. Blue no. Yes. So yeah, I, I triple checked. Era. Week nine, December 2nd, 2018. It's funny how long that reputation can carry you. I know. Because here I'm like, oh, we got to keep him. Triple A. <laughs> He's an that old man. one now. game <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys, we got a big show for you. We got uh, the roster is set. We're going to talk about the cuts, who was brought back onto the practice squad, what we got looking like going into the Dallas game. Now, of course, w- this is not etched in stone uh, the injury reports will come out what friday and uh wednesday thursday and friday the wednesday, final thursday, injury friday. report is friday so this might not be permanent and we will not be able to do a podcast to let you know so most likely we won't be able to because we got we got if you looked behind me here i've just boxes and we're taking everything down so computer's gonna be down moving is just the worst it sucks <laughs> it's 
Sucks. I wish we were rich and we could just go, hey, somebody come in and move our stuff. Box it up for us. Boxing it up is the worst. And you don't yeah. have to move anything because you're pregnant. You get to watch me do all that. Mm-hmm. So, I am putting stuff in boxes, though. Oh, so. yeah. You're killing it. <laughs> all right. So we had cuts the other day. Got us down to the 53-man roster. I'm going to go through them real quick. And we're going to talk about who was brought back on practice squad as we go through the cuts. Now, surprisingly, wide receiver Tyler Johnson was cut. That one just shocked me. I it couldn't shocked the hell believe out. it. I thought he was going to make it over Scotty Miller. For sure. And Todd Bowles said it was the special teams issue. He didn't have any special teams value. Yeah, you know, Scotty Miller did some great plays on special teams last year. Uh, in the preseason this year, I don't even know if he's been out there. But our, our special teams have been horrible. I don't know if they had Tyler Johnson out there. I don't have the all 22, so I can't see who's on special teams. But – I've never seen Tyler Johnson do anything on special teams. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess if that's the qualification, then Scotty Miller got it. Yeah, and they were right, you know, the coaching staff to keep him. Um, he got uh, – Tyler Johnson got signed by the Texans, I think. Yes. Really? Yeah, the Texans. Man, that sucks for him. Sheesh. <laughs> 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 They're going to be a horrible team this year. I know. Okay. It's still Lovey Smith, right? He hasn't yeah. gotten fired yet? Not yet. Don't give him two years. <laughs> They're going to have the number one pick in the draft next year. Uh, the Bucks traded inside linebacker Grant Stewart to the Colts. That was sad. That was crazy. I, I mean, both those moves just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant Stewart, mm, I mean – I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted about it. You know, we got uh, value for him. Yeah. I mean, he's a seventh round pick. We turned into what a five, six, six. Okay. Yeah. Well, we traded him and a seventh round pick for a six round pick next year. Okay. So um, not much. I mean, it would. You know, I, I like the guy. I think he had a great personality. He was. Just he was like a crazy wild man out on the field. Very enthusiastic about the very, game. very enthusiastic. Always joined in on the celebrations on the field, you know, when they do their rowboats and stuff, the defense. He was out there, one of the first ones running out there. Just had a lot of enthusiasm for the game. So uh, apparently the Colts got him for special teams. Oh. Yeah, and they said he's gonna be their their special team star. I mean, maybe we're just washing our hands of special teams. We're like, eh. Just can't no fixing it now. So I know. Well, you know, and we'll get to this a little bit later. They named captains today. Did not name anybody for special teams. It's still to wow. be determined, is what they said. Wow. So, I don't know if we're just quitting <laughs> on special teams. Are we even going to field a special teams unit? <laughs> just kick it out of bounds every time. <laughs> uh. Uh, I don't know. The Bucks released safety Logan Ryan. He was one of our big free agents that we brought in. Uh, now, we, we did this because we needed a roster, roster spot for Ryan Jensen until we put him on injured reserve as soon as we did that. Because if you put the team, put a player on injured reserve before the 53 man roster was set, then that person cannot come back for the whole year. We expect Ryan Jensen to possibly come back later in the year. So, we wanted to get him on that special injured reserve <laughs> designation list. So we ended up bringing Logan Ryan back, right? 
Yes. Okay. So. So he got like a day off. Right. Other players released were wide receiver Devin Tompkins. Okay. He was brought back to the practice squad. Running back Patrick Laird. Um, I, oh, I don't see him on the practice squad. It's not in alphabetical order, so I'm like having to search for it. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we didn't plan this before we did the podcast. So I know, Ralph. I, just I kind of threw it on Molly. <laughs> I like that Laird, but it was kind of yeah. obvious, like that he probably wasn't gonna make it. I mean, we signed him before before the third game, mm-hmm. and he got most of the snaps on uh, for running back during the third game. So, I mean, when you play that deep into the preseason, you're probably not yeah. going to make a roster yeah. or that roster anyway. Tight end J.J. Howland. Uh, yep. Okay. He's on the practice one. Wide receiver Jareth Stearns. He did not make the practice one. Really? Wide receiver Kalen Geiger, senior. He's practice squad. Center John Mulchin. He's practice squad. Cornerback Don Gardner. Practice squad. Kicker Jose Borigales. No. No. Offensive tackle Dylan Cook. Yep. Safety Nolan Turner. Yes. Defensive lineman Mike Green. Yes. Benning Patatoe? Uh, no. Oh, that's really? Kind of, that's son. Yeah, that is son. That's Mita's cousin, right? I think. I, I, I don't I, know. Yeah. I don't know if that was a joke. Somebody said that one time. Uh, but they I, did play at Washington together. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Will Prevalon? Yes. Outside linebackers Andre Anthony? No. Really? That's the one we signed from uh, Pittsburgh, right? No. No, no. That was our uh, draft pick. Yeah, no. Nope. Hmm. Elijah Ponder? Um, He is on IR. Jordan Young? Yes. No. no. Yes, no. Well, no. there's a Young. I saw the Young. It's Kenny Young. Oh, okay. Not Jordan. That's a new guy we just. Yeah. Uh, quarterback Ryan Griffin again. Yes. And funny, he's the longest tenured Buccaneers quarterback <laughs> with eight years. Uh, <sighs> defensive tackle Deadrin Sunat. Yes. Good. Good job. You said his name right, too. I know. I was practicing it. Offensive linebacker Gennard Avery, who we had just signed, and then we cut him. He, he didn't play a snap. Yeah, he's on the practice one. Okay. Cornerback Kyler McMichael. Quarterback? Cornerback. Cornerback. No. Guard Sedarius Hutcherson. No. Cornerback Chris Cooper. No. And safety Troy Warner. No. Okay, so there you go, guys. Those were all the ones we cut, all the ones we brought back on the practice squad. I'm surprised by that, Andre Anthony. I thought he, he did pretty good. Uh, again, hate to see Grant Stewart go, Mr. Irrelevant. But, you know, it's really cool that he's still in the league. I mean, he even got – he had a commercial promo. Yeah, and he was on Uber Eats. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I I think he's got, you know, the NFL, it is about how you play, but I think a little bit is to oh. like your marketability. Yes. And so he's got that for sure. So I think makes him a little attractive to teams for that reason. Yes. And he does stand out on the field, if nothing else, just because of just that hair. hair, the look that alone. Palomalu. Yeah, look. and he's just he's just kind of everywhere. So. Yeah, got a ton of energy. I mean, they must have liked what they saw during the game. And remember the Colts game, we were talking about how he didn't play a lot. And my theory was, oh, he's a lock for the roster. But right. maybe it was a trade was already in the works. They didn't want him getting hurt. <laughs> could could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a surprising move, our division rival, the New Orleans Saints, traded defensive back Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to the Eagles. Uh, they were trying to work all off season. They've been trying to work a contract with him, a contract extension. And they just couldn't get it done, so they were like, "Ah, eh, screw it," and uh, sent him to the Eagles. That's a, that's a big, big uh, uh, drop for them, man. I mean, I was, know he, you know, he was annoying to very, uh, but I mean, he was a good player for them. Um, I would say he's the one that took out Godwin's knees, wasn't he? I I don't remember. There we go. Fact check follow up that one. I know. Uh, the Buffalo Bills released former Buccaneer O.J. Howard. He is not making it anywhere, is he? Uh, yeah, he got signed by the Texans. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? What is going on at the uh, Texans? He had, so he got caught by the Bills. He had a workout with the Bengals, and then it didn't work out there, and then the Texans picked him up. Well, I was surprised when he went to the Bills. Anyhow, you know, we released him back in January, and he went and signed with the Bills. Uh, you know, they've got a pretty decent stable of tight ends, and that Knox, you know, their starting tight end is, you know, OJ Howard wasn't going to take his place. So OJ Howard again going to have to be second string. I don't think he likes that. Mm-mm. He wants to go somewhere where he can get the starting job. He he's a pass catching tight end, so. Didn't Lovey Smith draft him? We went through this. <laughs> Dang it. And I want to say it was Lovey Smith because I you mean, originally said it was Cutter. Oh, well, I mean, Cutter was here. It was Lovey Smith. Right. So, technically. <laughs> Which Cutter used him great. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just don't think he's had a coordinator since then mm-hmm. who has used him like that and no. he's pissy about it. No, we don't use our tight ends like. Like Cutter did. Mm-hmm. Our tight ends are blocking tight ends. Mm-hmm. Every now and then they'll catch a pass. But Cutter would have a lot of routes specifically for tight ends. We don't do that as much. The Broncos have released perennial journeyman quarterback and former Buccaneer Josh Johnson. He oh is, my yes, gosh. He is still in the league. <laughs> we drafted him in 2008. What Fifth a blast round. from the past. I mean, that was like one of the, that first season you and I got together. He was the second starting quarterback after Josh Byron Freeman. Leftwich. Oh, Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Well, that's it right. Byron and then Josh Johnson and, and then, then Josh Freeman. Freeman. That's right. Uh, so, you know, that's, he's a, he's a, <clears throat> he is the very definition of a journeyman. He holds the record now. He has played with 14 NFL teams and four different football leagues. Uh, he's played in the NFL, the UFL, the AAF, and the XFL. That's just incredible. That 
That beats Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think anybody beat that. I know. He must like interview really well. <laughs> he's, he's great on, on the I practice mean, team. He should start teaching a master class on how to make an NFL roster. But like he could. You could be a consultant for these guys. Yeah. I mean, so many of them, it's about the marketing and the how you interview, the things you say, mm-hmm. how you come across to media. Yes. So we've got our 53-man roster set. Wait, I got... I still got news. You were talking about Saints stuff, so I have another okay. Saints item. Uh, Saints safety Marcus May was arrested for aggra- aggravated assault with a firearm. Wow. Couldn't and have to I do a better team. I think that was right after Chauncey Gardner-Johnson got. Wow. And yes. Alvin Kamara is still, uh, you know, he's being charged for gang fighting that dude. Him and like four other guys beat up this guy. Uh, and it's, it's on video too. I haven't seen a video. I haven't seen the video of it, but apparently. Did they the ever release I mean, if you haven't seen it, they didn't release it. That's what right? I assume. Yeah. But uh apparently his trial's being pushed back till after the season. Of course. Of course. That's why you hire a good lawyer. So you got anything on the Panthers? God, yeah. what a cluster. <laughs> you know, I I do not get that team at all. Who was it? Something happened the other day. What? Tell me what's going on. Um, they traded for a receiver from Jacksonville. Wide receiver LaVisca Chenault. He, um, it was Jacksonville's 2020 second round pick. Hmm. Um, so... The Panthers offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo was with him in Jacksonville. So that's the guy. Hmm. That's all I got for. The there was something that they did. It's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> well, have they gotten a quarterback yet? Because yeah, it's Baker Mayfield. But I'm, no, I mean they've only got two quarterbacks on the roster right now. Last time I checked, because their other two are out for the season. They are the weirdest team. I swear, it, they just feel like they they're good, no matter what. You know, it's just like, eh, well, uh, we got this. <laughs> I mean, they didn't do hardly anything in the off season. They they I think they drafted five players. They had very few people come in, and I don't know. Hold on, I'm looking up there. They did get Baker Mayfield though, so I guess they are trying <laughs> to improve a little bit. Yeah, no, they don't have a third quarterback. Like maybe they got a receiver or something that can fill in if they need, you know, during a job, during a game. Man, I don't know. You know, it's going to be a toss up between them and the Houston Texans as who's going to get first round pick, first overall pick next year. I mean, what about Jacksonville? They're always in the running. This is true. But, you know, Jacksonville's got some pretty decent players. I like that. I like that quarterback. What about Detroit? Well, you know, you know, I'm always. <laughs> You're always Detroit. high on Detroit. <laughs> Detroit. <laughs> it's their year. No, I'm not saying that. The Jets are going to do pretty good this year. Uh-huh. They're, they're going to have a winning record. That's the what Jets are the new Lions. Yeah, so I was telling my friend the other night. He was like, we were drafting, and there was a running back for the Jets was next up on the list, and he was like, I just can't draft Jets. Just can't do it. And I said, man, I'm telling you, the Jets are going to have a winning record this year. They might even squeak into the playoffs. And he was like, all right, I'm going to pick him. But if you, <laughs> it's the Jets, man. 
I hate the Jets. They always suck. And it's true. It's true. So I'm, I'm putting my neck out there on that one. Oh, by the way, in my fantasy football draft, I picked nine Buccaneer players. <laughs> now, in my defense, I was a little bit tipsy. Uh, and, you know, I had a list of players to get. I got everybody I wanted except for one guy, the actual the running back for the Houston Texans, Damian Pierce. And uh, I screwed up there. I was kind of buzzed a little bit and ended up picking <laughs> Buccaneers defense in like the fifth round. <laughs> and then I went, oh, no, I forgot about Damian Pierce. I'll pick him up next round. Didn't work. His nemesis got them. My nemesis got him right before me. So, anyhow. Did you only have Buccaneers on your list besides that guy? Because I'm just. Yeah, said pretty you got much. everyone on your list. Well, you know, I wanted Tom Brady, Mike Evans, uh, Buccaneers defense. And then I ended up getting Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, uh, uh, who who was our backup running back? Um, <clears throat> oh, I got two White? of them. I got no, I got <laughs> Giovanni Bernard. Oh God, why? And it's always I don't hurt. Know. I don't know. Uh, you can cut him. Yeah, that was late in the draft. Oh <laughs> uh, gosh, this is this is insane. Uh, Rashawn White, Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn. Yes, got Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. I like Keyshawn Vaughn. And, uh, oh, I got our, our kicker, suck up. Cause, you know, I like to, I like to get the quarterback and, and wide receiver. I like to pair them up. And I ended up getting Tom Brady and Mike Evans. So I was happy about that. And then I was like, ah, eh, screw it. I might as well get the kicker too. Cause, you know, they score points. That's points Just for kicker. Yeah. So I ended up getting everybody. I do have Christian McCaffrey, running back, and Joe Mixon. So, didn't get Lenny. Mm. Shame. Didn't want him. Nothing personal against Lenny, but not for fantasy. Yes. All right. So our fifty-three man roster is looking like this: we've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are our starting <clears throat> wide receivers. That's a little, uh, little disingenuous because. We got Russell Gage. He's he's the third wide receiver. So we got three starting wide receivers, one starting tight end. That's going to be Cameron Brait. Now Russell Gage and Chris Godwin. I to me, I think they're going to be interchangeable. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Evans and Julio Jones are going to be on the outside. You know, I I, I think Julio Jones is going to see more game time than people are expecting. Uh, Russell Gage will probably be the odd man out there. That's just speculation on my part. Oh, I agree. I mean, I just between the two, Russell Gage and Julio, I think it's a no-brainer. Right. Yeah, put Julio out there. Yeah. Just for his size, the physicality. Like you get him and Mike Evans oh my God, together yeah. on the field. Yeah. Like, who are you gonna cover? But also they're both going to beat you up. Right. One's going to get you called for pass interference. The other one's going to buck Elbow. you and then yeah. get you called for pass interference. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so behind them, we behind Russell Gage, we got Scotty Miller and Jalen Durden. And then behind Mike Evans and Julio Jones, we got Brashard Perriman. Behind so, Chris Godwin, we have nobody. 
Bowles said Perriman and Scotty Miller both showed special teams value. Perriman did? I know. What? He didn't even play. Wow. The whole preseason. Maybe he'll be a returner or something. Well, that's what he said. Our starting offensive line looks like this. It's going to be Donovan Smith at left tackle, Luke Gadicki at left guard, Robert Hainsey at center. So apparently he's good to go. Uh, right guard Shaq Mason, which we haven't seen any of during the preseason, and right tackle Tristan Wirfs. And they're having practice today, like a light practice, and apparently everybody is practicing. So Hainsey's fine. Tristan Wirfs is fine. Good. They're all good. Good. Uh, behind Tristan Wirfs, we got Fred Johnson. Good. Uh, behind Diamond Smith, we got Josh Wells. Boo. Uh, behind Luke Gidicke, we got Nick Leverett. And then behind Shaq Mason, we got Brandon Walton. So we have no backup center right now. Yeah, but I think Nick Leverett yeah, can Leverett, do that. Leverett right. can do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as tight ends we go, we got Cameron Braid as the starter. Kyle Rudolph is behind him. Cade Cotton <laughs> behind him. And Coquifed is fourth tight end. Now, Coquifed is going to be in the game a lot, I think, because we're going to use him as a fullback, and he's going to be doing a lot of the blocking. He's going to be our blocking tight end, I believe. So when you see him out there, it's probably going to be a run. Probably about a 70% chance it's going to be a run and play. And, of course, our quarterbacks are Tom Brady. He made the cut. Okay. He beat out Blaine Gabbert for the starting what? job. <laughs> and then uh, Kyle Trask is right behind him. Have you heard the news about Tom Brady? Now, this is strange because it's all over the Internet, especially the gossip Internet. Page six, you know, TMZ, Radar Online, all these gossip places. Apparently... According to them, and, you know, I'm not a big fan of the media, but gossip media is probably one of the best sourced media personnel in the world. These these gossip uh, journalists have a lot of connections, and they usually get it right. Like TMZ is almost always right. I mean, they probably got like a 95%. You know, correct rate. And they're usually the first ones to break the news, mm -hmm. too. Yeah. So apparently, <clears throat> the whole kerfuffle between with Brady and missing the 11 days, him and Giselle are fighting. And now you said they went to the Bahamas? Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. Right. I don't know if it happened before or after, but apparently she's like moved out. She's left the house. They said, okay. What? So the article, see, I just think that um, Ralph's being a little dramatic here. Yeah, of course I That's am. My Makes for fun <laughs> entertainment. But they're they're dead serious about this. They're you know they've interviewed a lot of the friends and family members and you know their, their sources, and uh, they said the uh, Giselle is gone. They're saying she went on a trip to Costa Rica, Costa Rica with her family, right. which. She did. Uh, she travels there quite often with the family. Right. And during Deflate Gate, that's where he went with her. Right. So to me, I'm just not. I don't know. Well, apparently they fight a lot. And she's is, a hothead. She's a hothead. Say. Yes. And she's always threatening to leave him, and but then they always work things out. 
Uh, but apparently they've had a series of heated arguments about Brady's decision to unretire from the NFL in March. Uh, quote, when Tom's had a busy day of training, he'll come home and pass out on the couch. There's a lack of effort for sure, but what annoys Giselle more is when Tom yells at the kids for behaving badly during the time he does spend with them. She feels he should be more patient. She wants him to have more, be more involved with the family, upset about his unretiring. Uh, recently, friends close to the Giselle were allegedly urging her to try to renegotiate the prenuptial agreement to make sure she got a cut of Tom's recent $375 million deal with Fox Sports. Now, that might be an issue because he might have you know, set up this deal and she was expecting, let's start making that money now. But it's put mm-hmm. off for a year. You know? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, people get weird about money, but doesn't she have more money than him? I think she did at one point. Yeah. But she hasn't worked in a while. So. I know. And supermodels, you know, their careers they don't are last almost long. as short as, as professional football. athletes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Running backs. <laughs> I mean, she still, I think, has it and could do it. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much of that is true. I haven't seen it anywhere in Bucks News. But at it's, all. Yeah. And but it's all over. I, Ralph said it, and I looked on Twitter, and I'm like, I'm not seeing it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but apparently it's all over the gossip columns, gossip magazines, and all that good stuff. I don't know. They, you know, I don't know. But, you know, his attitude when he came back, when when they asked him about it, he was like, man, I'm 40. There's all kinds of shit going on. He didn't seem like he had a good time, whatever it was he was doing for that 11 days. Yeah, where he was not refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> like when you get back from a vacation. Oh my goodness! Anyhow, just I mean, I, it could be. It's very real, you know. People well, go yeah, through stuff with their marriages all the time, right? Right, and you know, apparently they had a big fight. She's gone somewhere, Costa Rica, you say. Um, but the articles also say she does this quite frequently, right? And apparently she's left the kids with him. So maybe that's what he was doing those 11 days was making <laughs> daycare arrangements or something. I'm sure he can find Well, they're old enough, too. I mean, the older ones are. What? Well, his oldest, I think, is like 14. But then the next one is like 12, 11, mm-hmm. 12. And then uh, the younger one, she's like eight or nine. I mean, he can find a nanny if he and oh, they yeah. probably have a nanny. Probably got like a team of them. <laughs> I know. The Buffalo Bills have an interesting defensive end named Boogie Basham. Now, I hadn't heard anything about this guy, but I was watching a preseason game against the Panthers. And he did some really good stuff on there. And I was impressed with him. I even showed Molly. I was like, man, you got to see this. He did his spin move on the right tackle and ended up throwing the guy, what, it was like five yards? I mean, he he spun, caught him with his elbow, and just pushed him out of the way. And the guy flew five yards on the ground. Now, I don't know how much of that was the crappy offensive line. You know, these were second, third-string guys. And uh, this Boogie Basham, uh, he played with – the Bills last year is a backup role, uh, but he got two and a half sacks last year, only playing in eight games. Hmm. So he's a backup this year, too. Yeah, 
I'm going to keep an eye on him. I like that guy so far. Do you remember the Perry and Winfrey? He's who I wanted to draft this year, and he ended up getting drafted by the Browns. Has anybody seen him play in the preseason? If you have, put some comments down there. Let me know what you think. I looked for highlights. Couldn't find any. I watched the the Cleveland Browns-Chicago Bears preseason game week three uh, so I could see him. And he played some. He played in the first, second, a little bit in the third quarter. Uh, You know, he didn't do a whole lot. Kind of reminded me of Logan Hall, our guy. Uh, Had a hard time staying on his feet. Got knocked down a lot. Uh, Logan Hall was more confused than than Winfrey. I think Winfrey's was a little bit simpler game plan, but uh, he did make one good play. Uh, he pushed the left tackle in the backfield, and and he almost got to the quarterback, but he did end up getting a fumble recovery. So you know, there's that on the stats board. He did okay. wasn't too impressed with any of his stuff that I saw there in that game. But, you know, I'm just trying to compare him to Logan Hall and see. Look, you know, Logan Hall, like I said, it just has not impressed me at all. Well, on our depth chart, he's behind Goldston. Yeah. Which surprised me. He'll but, get some snaps. He'll get some. But yeah, he's not going to be a starter. But again, it's that COVID class. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Perrion is also second string. On the Browns roster. so Okay, that makes sense. That's why I was playing up until the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Week three. Uh, a couple of number changes for the Buccaneers. Carl Nassib has gone from 93 to 94. So it's his old number. To his old number. Uh, Willington Previllen took number 93. Mike Green is now number 91. Uh, Our newly signed linebacker, Kenny Young, he's going to wear number 33, which was Whitehead's number. And, right? Yes. And Julio Jones is still number 85. I don't think I've ever seen a player that doesn't care about his number as much as that guy. He's just like, I don't care. Just slap a number on me. Well, he can't take 11 from Bucks legend Blaine Gabbert. (laughs) It's not going to happen. <laughs> well, when he went to Tennessee, I think 11 was available. He didn't care. He, was, he took like No, number. it was A.J. Brown had 11. Really? Yeah. So he let that whippersnapper keep that number. I don't think he really cares. It just seems either. like he doesn't. No affection for the numbers. So a lot of these players are, you know, diehards about their numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gerald McCoy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I wonder how he feels. I wonder how Gerald McCoy feels about Willington. Prevalon having his number. I know that practice squad dude. So, got to change all that up when I'm watching the the games this year. Learn all the new numbers. Okay, well, most of these got like a Welling or who was it? Wellington. Willington (laughs) Prevalon. Wellington. That's a name. Uh, He's practice squad. Mike Green's practice squad. Mike Green's practice Kenny squad. Kenny Young's practice squad. No, Kenny is not practice squad. Oh, yes, he is. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so they're all practice squad, except for Carl Nassib, who made it real easy for you to keep track of him because you already know his number. Yeah. And what he looks like. In and his stance. Uh, the way he, yeah, his stance and the way he, 
gets up. He's got that hunchback. Yeah, and he's got a very um, distinguishable build. Like his arms are very long, but mm-hmm. he's kind of lean. So easy to spot on the field. Yeah. All right, we've got the Dallas Cowboys coming up. You got any more news? Um, hold on. Oh yeah, we voted on our captains. Oh, that's right. So they're on offense. It's Tom Brady, Mike Evans. On defense, it's Vita Vea, Levante, and Devin White. And then they will add one for special teams later. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> that is insane. Um, uh, I'm I'm very happy with all those captains. I agree with that. Uh, well, you know, actually, Shaq Barrett could have been oh, on yeah. defense. Yeah, I like I like Vita being on there. Mm-hmm. Though. This is his first year as captain. I think it is. I think, yeah. Um, so Todd Bowles had a press conference today. Like I said, they had a light practice today on Labor Day. And he said Jamel Dean is going to start over um, wow. opposite Carlton Davis. So he got the so, job over SMB, huh? Yes, apparently. And then Luke Gedeke is going to start at left guard. Um, Chris Godwin has taken off the knee brace that he's been wearing through camp. Um whether he's going to play week one, that's still to be determined. He hasn't had any contact. Yeah, yet. even if he does play, it's going to be very limited snap count. Which I'm totally fine with that. Oh, yeah. Put Julio Jones in. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, you don't, Chris. you don't know when you come back from an injury like that, you know, one of Godwin's things is he's a tough guy. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he'll take it over the middle and just put his shoulder into you. You get an injury like that, you might be a little squeamish mm-hmm. going across the middle. So. They're gonna they're gonna let him slowly come back, and we don't need him right now. We've got Russell Gage, Julio Jones. We got plenty of guys that we can put in there. Of course, none of them are Chris Godwin, but there's no sense in rushing him back. And as, we, as we've seen in the past couple of years with these receivers, you know, it's a very long season, and mm-hmm. they do they've all gotten very worn down. You know, Mike Evans dealing with a hammy. Uh, Chris Godwin had lingering issues all year last year besides the ACL and the year prior. So, you know, they do wear down. So to me, I'm like, sit out. I don't even care if he's out the whole first month. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, just ease into it. There's no sense in rushing back. Um, the, uh, let me see. Our run game coordinator, Casey Rogers. Um, Oh, defensive run game coordinator, Casey Rogers. Says Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks. Their whole goal with those two players is for them to draw the double team. So our speedy guys, uh, including Devin White and Levante, can go in and get sacks. So that kind of follows with what they were saying about speed up the middle. Hmm. And so... Perhaps it wasn't necessarily with Akeem Hicks that they meant that. Well, that doesn't make sense why they would get rid of Sue then because he was double teamed quite a bit. Well, maybe it's in addition to uh, Levante and Devin. They think Akeem Hicks can get there. I don't know. I like that Akeem Hicks. Yeah. 
We'll see. And he's caught the attention of a lot of Bucks content creators as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen a few. Shout out to Real Bucks Talk. They did mm-hmm. a good breakdown of Akeem Hicks. How in the world did they get the All-22? I don't know that. They do this every year. I've never seen the preseason All-22. I didn't think they had it. I think you're going to dig on the interwebs. Yeah. Real. If you know what I mean. That's like that's like work. I know. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Cowboys. All right, we got the Dallas Cowboys coming up week one, Sunday night, 820, 830. Uh, Somewhere in there. Yeah, first primetime game. It's going to be a big game. This is, what was this? We were the number one scoring, number one, number two offensive scoring teams last year was us and the Dallas Cowboys. Really? Yes. They averaged 31.2, and I think we were 30, 31.8 per and game. And they kind of caught me off guard last season in that respect because they did in that first game when we played them. Yeah. It went back. It was a, a I, shootout. Yeah, I really thought we were going to – Stomp them a little bit, and mm-hmm. we we barely squeaked a win out of it. This this year, they're not the same team, of course. Neither are we, but they've lost some pretty big players. Uh, like we said in the podcast last week, the their left tackle is gone, out for the season. Mm-hmm. Tyron Smith. Yes, and he's going to be replaced by their rookie, Tryon Smith. Tyler Smith. <laughs> Tyler Smith. Yeah. So, um, you know, with Tyler Smith, they did draft him with that in mind that he mm-hmm. would kind of be a longer term uh, solution to left tackle mm-hmm. when Tyron Smith eventually uh, gave out, you know, his body gave out because he has suffered some injury in the last few games. Uh, he was placed on IR in 2017 and in 2020. From 2016 to 2019, he only played 13 games per season, so he hasn't actually played a full season since 2015. Um, He has, though, been to the Pro Bowl eight times and voted All-Pro four times. So, I mean, he's still a great player, Mm -hmm. um, fantastic caliber, but, you know, sometimes that happens with the injuries. And so they are looking to the future. Their whole perspective... With building their team as they want to build through the draft, they're very proud of the fact that most of their team they've drafted and they're homegrown. Uh, so it made sense that they drafted Tyler Smith this year. They took him in the first round. And he was the 24th overall selection. So in training camp, though, he was practicing at left guard, like, the whole time. Left guard? Yeah. And so... Hmm. Yeah, so they did not expect, you know, obviously that injury to uh, Tyron Smith was unexpected. I guess they didn't expect any injury to him this Hmm. year. I don't know, (laughs) but um, they had Tyron. And I just wonder if maybe they had him at left guard, so he was at a minimum getting the snaps, getting some NFL snaps. I don't know. Um, Hmm. Interesting. I know. It's kind of a weird, very weird strategy there, but again, the injury was very unexpected. Um, they did sign um, tackle Jason Peters, who played for a long time with the Eagles. Last year, he was with the Bears. He's forty years old, so hmm. up there. Um, He's not he, going to be starting though. 
No. So they was weird. They put them on the practice squad. And that's because they don't um for veterans, if they're on the active roster week one, their salary becomes guaranteed. So the um the Cowboys are going, Oh, we're putting him on the practice squad as a to ramp him up, like ramp up. So hmm. he's got some time to acclimate to the No, they just don't want to guarantee a salary, is what it's uh. um so but he he's had some injury. I mean, he is 40 years old still in the league, which is very rare. I mean, we did see Andrew Whitworth last year, left tackle for the Rams still in the league. So this guy, he wants to be in the 40 club too. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> but he's kind of suffered injuries at this point in his career. Also, he missed eight games in 2020. Um, and then, But he did come back in 2021, signed with Chicago when their left tackle went on IR, and he had a great season, uh, played 15 games there. So um, he presumably still has it, and it seems like they've signed him kind of as a security blanket uh, plan B in case Tyler Smith, the rookie, is not ready. He's going to find it. It's going to kind of be trial by firing squad this week one and then i think they're gonna see whether jason peters is gonna get promoted Hmm. from the practice squad yeah it's gonna be tough for that tyler smith because he's gonna be going up against shaq barrett yeah uh this year it appears according to the preseason that we've seen the way they're lining up shaq barrett is going to be on the right side now now the past couple years he's been playing on the left side because apparently jason p wanted the right side the first year Shaq Barrett was with us, he played on the on the right side, and that's the year he got off his sacks mm-hmm. when he broke the, what did he get, 19? 19, 19, and, 19 and, a and a half. 19 and a half, I think it was. I can't yeah. remember. But he played. He did that from the right side, and then he switched to the left side, and now it looks like he's going to be back over on the right side again. Now, him and JPP would switch up every now and then, but predominantly JPP played on the right side and Shaq Barrett played on the left side. So, uh, yeah, it was 19 and a half sacks he got in 2019, and he did that from the right side. Now he's going to be back over on the right side against a rookie. Yeah. It's going to be disastrous for that rookie. Well, the right side of Dallas's line is also has a new... So, yeah, so they kind of have the opposite problem we have. It's our interior offensive mm. line. That's kind of a question mark for us. Theirs is the exterior. So, they, so they're going to have a rookie going against Shaq Barrett and Vita Vey? Well, no, no. Um, so they're, they have a new right tackle. I don't think he's a rookie, Terrence Steele. Mm. Um, but he, so he beat out Lyle Collins, who had been. Really? Yeah. They cut Collins. That's right. Um saved him 10 million in cap space he signed with the Bengals, which they really needed help on their line so their exterior brand new we'll see how that goes for them so they got terrence Steele's playing left guard no right tackle oh, okay who's playing left guard whoever played it last year okay um hold on i got it right so here. left guard is connor mcgovern Okay, so I thought it was going to be a new guy. Yeah, so Okay, so you were saying that they got two new guys on the outside, yes. and then 
their veterans are in the middle. We've got new guys on the inside with mm-hmm. our veterans on the outside. Exactly. Yeah, Terrence Steele's been with Cowboys since 2020. Yeah, so he so. had a year, two year. Oh, two years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they felt like he beat Wild Collins for the job. Well, there you go. Got rid of Collins, which that kind of sucked for them when their left tackle went down and you mm. had you could have had Wild Collins step in. Um, but again, can't see the future. No one's got a crystal ball. It couldn't happen to a better team. <laughs> uh, another part of their offense that is going to be different than last year is their receiving core. Do mm-hmm. you remember when we went into week one last year and it was the argument like who has the who best had the better receiving wide core. receiver yep, trio yep. in the league? Mm-hmm. And they had Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, and C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Not this year. So Michael Gallup is recovering from ACL surgery still. He's not ready. Amari, He's not going to play week one? No. Really? Um, yeah. Amari Cooper, they traded to the Browns. For a fifth round pick, so he's gone. Um, C.D. Lamb is the only one remaining of that trio. He's fine. He's healthy. He's starting. Uh, the rest of their depth includes Jalen Tolbert, who was their 2022 third round pick. He is a starter. They've got Noah Brown, who's a five-year vet. Simi Fahoka, who is a second-year receiver. Dennis Houston, who was a college free agent, and Cavante Turpin. Oh my gosh. Who he played for the European Football League in 2021. And then in 2022, he played for the United States Football League and won MVP. So, I mean, he's kind of a question mark. He could. Well, so you're, you're saying Michael Gallup is not going to start week one? Yes. What? Wow. I had no idea about that. Yeah. So they've got him listed as the starting wide receiver. Yeah, he's not. He's well, not I'll be dang. <laughs> they looking hurt. Yeah. So they're a little banged up at receiver. I mean, lucky for them, and they the got a run line. game. And, um, you know, their offensive. Uh, Zeke Elliott, is he up the middle? Does he run up the middle, or is he yeah. more into the outside? Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's more of a up the middle type guy. That's what I thought. And so, you know, and they still have their interior offensive line intact. Although they got he got to get through Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks. So yeah. good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Their defense is pretty much the same. There's been a little bit of turnover on their defensive line, but their depth at defensive line was so stacked. Like they were talking about, oh, we might have some trade bait uh, on these guys who we're going to have to cut anyway. Um, so I don't foresee that really being an issue. I think their their defense will pretty much be the the same as last year, which I don't know how good that was. It's under Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator. Used to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. That's right. Defensive guy. As a matter of fact, he's got Dante Fowler is still with the Cowboys. Uh, Dan Quinn drafted him while he was at Atlanta and never really did anything. I mean, did he, I mean he was he was okay, I guess, but not what they were expecting. But now he's, he's a second stringer. 
Wow. With the Cowboys. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Well, the mighty have fallen, huh? Yeah. But I guess Quinn, Quinn likes the guy, so give him yeah, a second chance. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty common with NFL coaches. They get mm. their guys and they stick with them. Like he had brought um, Kazi from Atlanta too, and I think Keanu Neal, right? He had brought both of those who were his guys in Atlanta to Dallas last year. Neither one of them I don't think worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've got they've still got a pretty decent cornerback room mm-hmm. with Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown. Uh, they've still got J. Uh, J. Ron Curse, safety, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker. Mm-hmm. So they're still quite formidable in and their, their secondary. Linebacker core is the same Mark of Pice, Micah Parsons and mm-hmm. uh Vanderish. I know. Is he still wearing that big collar? <laughs> I don't know. Old, old school. I know. It looks like Dracula. <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> All right. So, you know, it's a, it's a rematch of last year. Mm-hmm. You know, our teams change a little bit. Their teams change a little bit. But still, basically the same teams. Uh, last year was Dan Quinn's first year mm-hmm. as head coach. Mm-hmm. So, this year they might be gelling a little bit better. Yeah. And – but they, they've lost some – Offensive weapons. We have two, though. You know, Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. Sure. But I think I think we've we've done better at the wide receiver. You know, got Julio Jones and Russell Gage. Uh, tight end, losing Gronk. That's always going to hurt. Yeah, I think at a minimum we've broken even. Yeah, you no, know, we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. For them, not so much. No. They've gotten worse. Last year, they had a 12-5 and record. They won their division, made it to the playoffs, but they lost in the wild card round to the 49ers. They made they won their division last year? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, how'd the Eagles get in? As Remember we played the Eagles? Card. Wow. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought the Eagles won that division last year. Mm-hmm. Who did the Dallas lose to? To San Francisco? Mm-hmm. 17 mm. to 23. Oh, yeah, Jimmy man. Garoppolo, his run in the playoffs. That's embarrassing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's going to be basically a rematch of last season. I think we've gotten uh, better in some yeah. respects. Well, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Tryon does, mm-hmm. you know, as a starter. That's a big question. Yeah, it's a big question. And we didn't see him in the preseason. Uh, you know, JPP, he was beat up last year, could mm-hmm. barely move his arms or his left arm. He could barely lift it up. So he was just a guy almost all season. He was just mm-hmm. a, a body out there on the field. So I certainly think that Tryon could be an upgrade over that. Not necessarily JPP. I'm <laughs> right. not saying JPP, but I'm just saying a guy who's hobbled and is a right. body in the way. I think Tryon could be an improvement there. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, you know, see how Akeem Hicks fills in the spot, mm-hmm. the big spot left by Sue. I think he's going to be okay. You know, just what I've seen for the preseason. The big, my biggest worry is injuries. You know, he's had some injuries yeah. at Chicago. Sue never injured ever. That's a big factor. Uh, you know, other than that, you know, we've upgraded a little bit at safety position. Uh, we did lose Whitehead. 
Uh, but, you know, with Winfield and Edwards, we're good. I mean, those yeah. two are just great players. Uh, offensive line, a little scary, not going to lie. You know, not being without Jensen, having two new guards, the guy to get a key. He's got to show me something, man. He didn't he didn't show me a whole lot in the preseason. Uh, Shaq Mason, not too worried about, although I haven't seen him play in the preseason. Uh, you know, just a little bit of film I saw from him in the Patriots. He did all right. Although there is a clip of Shaq Barrett beating a double team between him and between Shaq Mason or yeah, Shaq Mason and the right tackle of <laughs> the Patriots. Barrett beat them both for a, a quarterback sack. Listen, it happens to the best of them. Yeah. At times. So, you know, we're a little iffy in spots, uh, super strong in other spots. I still think we have a fantastic team. Def- definitely have a shot at the Super Bowl. Uh, we're going to go deep in the playoffs. We're definitely going to win the division. The Saints, you know, until we beat the Saints, you got to say they're going to give us a hard time. Did you see where, oh, my God, somebody tagged us in it on Twitter. I forget who it was. Um, it was Mark tagged us. Uh, I think, I don't know who said it. I didn't watch it um, or haven't watched it yet. It looks like Stephen A. Smith and another guy who's going to win the MVP. And they, it was on um, ESPN. And they said, or Bars, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, people are saying Jameis Winston is going to win the MVP. <laughs> you know, like, people are out of your freaking minds. Are you serious? They just they will never learn. I mean, you know, I love Jameis Winston. He was definitely fun to watch. But he's just got certain habits that he'll never, ever get out of. He Because he trains them. I know. He trains to do that stuff. He trains that way craziest training regimes I've ever seen. Uh, but, the, you know, we got Marcus Mariota in the Falcons. Again, you're like, what are you doing? Are you... Fun to watch. Yeah, it is I don't know. I mean, they're both kind of in their uh, that stage of their career where it's like they're not... They had their chance as starters and, you know, lost it. And now they're kind of in the, mm-hmm. the redemption phase. Like, I mean, you really do get a few chances as a quarterback, especially when you're drafted that high. Right. Like you get your initial. And Josh Rosen is still in the league. So you get your initial rookie those five years, you know, and then if you don't make it with your first team, usually another team will take you for a bargain, for a discount, and then you got to kind of prove it there. Mm -hmm. So you got a couple, a few years there, I'd say three. So as a quarterback, you know, drafted that high. I would say you've got a shelf life about eight years in the league before you're a backup or out of the league completely. And the thing about both of them is they, they can wow you. I mean, they can, they can make some spectacular plays and it wouldn't surprise me if you see Atlanta and the saints come out like gangbusters and win, you know, by spectacular quarterback play for the first three, four Mm -hmm. games, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, it's just going to start turning into a disaster. They they have a very hard time keeping up consistency, it, but they can make some very dynamic plays. You know, watching uh, Atlanta guy at the uh, preseason, he was lighting it up. You know, and you're like, well, there he is. That's 
You know, he can he can make some highlight plays, but mm-hmm. then the silliness comes on. Mm-hmm. You know, and their bad decisions really outweigh <laughs> all the all the great stuff they do. And teams start taking you seriously. I mean, like preseason, right. yeah. it's not they don't care about winning. Right. Like, nobody cares. Right. Uh, but it gets to the regular season and it gets real. Yeah. Except for the Ravens. The Ravens are on a what, 21, 24 <laughs> game preseason win streak? Oh my gosh. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I, you know, I predict to see them come out and do well, but then kind of peter off at mm-hmm. the end of the year. Uh, both teams will probably be a train wreck. So, we can hope. Especially with the Saints. You know, screw them guys. I'm tired of them. They beat us six years in a row. <laughs> so, although we didn't get them in the playoffs, going to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. bam. Mm-hmm. I'll take that any day of the week. I know. Those six losses hurt, but that win. That makes up for it right well, there. so buddy. good. It was a great, great day. All right. Let's do predictions, Molly. What do you think is going to happen in oh, week man. one? Ralph, can PM. you show your your spreadsheet? Ralph worked so hard on oh, the yeah. spreadsheet to keep. Let's have worked so hard. Keep track of. Gotcha. We are keeping keep, track of it yeah. this year. And then what we're gonna do with it? We don't really know. Same thing we did with it last year. <laughs> totally forget about it until next season. And go. Oh, hey, look! Here's our picks from oh, last year. Goodness. Okay. Right. Molly, who do you think is gonna win, Bucks or the Cowboys? All right, I'm going Bucks. Clearly. What you got, point-wise? I'm going to go 33. 33 bucks? Yeah. 29, Dallas. It's going to be a squeaker again. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. I'm going to say we average about 32 points. They average about 31 points. Our defense is going to – I'm going to be close with you. Yeah. You said 29? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 34, 28, Buccaneers. So I'm one point up, one point down, offense, defense. That could make all the difference at the end of the year when we're doing our <laughs> we differentials. Gotta, we got to come up with some some, some bet kind of scoring system that's going to involve food. I'm sure. Yeah. All right, six more days, guys. We are right around the corner. It's hard to believe it's here. Such a quiet season or off season. It's very bunch of activity at the beginning of the off season very much of a roller coaster you know it was it was tom brady retiring uh our guard retired uh tom brady came back our coach retired <laughs> you know it was just and then and then just quietness it was so mm-hmm. calm mm-hmm. all the way up till training camp wow it's here now. It's here and now. I appreciate not having a lot of drama and nonsense. Me too. Me Especially too. like players getting arrested or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, the drama with Tom Brady, I think, is always going to be there just because of who he is. Yes. If he was a backup quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, nobody would care if him and his mm-hmm. wife were fighting. <laughs> mm-hmm. now, now it's front page news. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, again, we will probably not have a pregame. This was our pregame the podcast because we are going to be in the process of moving. Ralph, I don't even know if we're going to be able to do a reaction 
podcast. It'll probably be midweek. Yeah. If we can, because we got to get everything set up. And I'm really worried about our internet because, you know, I got high speed internet, supposedly. Yeah. (laughs) But we're going to be more rural. And uh, I don't want them to come out and go, oh, yeah, we we can't put cable here. Here's a, a thing to plug into your wall, your telephone jack. Mm-hmm. Telephone oh, dial model. up. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we'll get our internet going and be able to do a podcast. But until then, guys. Go Bucks. <laughs>